TJ can't stop laughing because it's trivia time. Plus, Leo's cat obsession hits all-time new levels. Cache is a goddamn professional at this. Tyson and Angela hold more power than we even thought. TJ is having a blast, as always. And Big Brother 23 is ready to relive the past and get that petty revenge, baby. It's the Challenge USA Episode 4 recap coming at you right now. What up, my fellow challenge lovers? Welcome to The Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things the challenge, past, present, or future. If it's happening in the challenge universe, then we are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated challenge historian, Jacob Hollibald. Thank you so very, very much for being here with me today. On today's podcast, we are discussing all things Challenge USA, episode four. We are four episodes deep into this brand new sub-franchise of the franchise we love. I do not know how many total episodes that is, so we're not. We're definitely though nowhere near halfway. We're still getting our feet wet, learning about all these folks, but some real fireworks are starting to take off. A lot went down this episode. We are going to talk about it all. Before we do, only a few quick programming notes. Uh, this is the first week in a while that we are not going to be posting a rewatch series podcast. The dual podcast is coming. That is the next up. It will be next Monday. However, we had some technical difficulties with it, so we're going to be re-recording a little bit of it and releasing that next Monday. And then next week as well, we will be back to a three-podcast week with the Duel on Monday, Challenge USA, Wednesday night. And then I've got a special first-ever little player profile coming to you on Friday. So a bunch of stuff coming next week, but for now, just Challenge USA this week, which thankfully has been a wonderful season thus far with lots to talk about. So let's go ahead and dive on in without further ado and kick things off as we always do with these episodic recaps with our Cliff Notes recap. Here we go. Everything that went down plot-wise in this fourth episode of The Challenge USA, as quickly as we can. Three, two, one, and we're off. New partners are selected by the, quote, perfect algorithm, and they are as follows. Leo and Desi, Kylan and Alyssa, Ben and Aza, Enzo and Cache, David and Justine, Xavier and Shan, Danny and Kira, Derek and Sarah, Tyson and Kayla, Dominic and Angela, and Cinco and Shannon. Back of the house, big brother dynamics come into focus as Alyssa still doesn't trust Xavier, instead siding with Derek, who both want revenge on the cookout alliance. Some other conversations are had before we head off to a daily challenge and TJ is laughing before he can even speak, which can only mean one thing, trivia day. Three rounds of questions standing 250 feet above the ground with winners and losers from each round facing off in additional rounds to decide an overall winner and loser for the day. Lots of laughs are had. Leo freaks out about cats again. Danny makes a key guess correct. Dominic doesn't think a shark is an animal, but it doesn't matter. And in the end, Kylan and Alyssa get the wind while David and Justine take the L and are headed into elimination. Back at the house, Xavier sits down with Kylan and Alyssa to clear the air from Big Brother 23, but it does doesn't go so well. Kylan and Melissa then meet with Justine and David to see who they want and if they would be okay with Shane, Shan and Xavier, which surprises both of them, but they're down. 
That's followed by Tyson and Angela both being brought in to consult Kylan and Alyssa, which both, they like the idea of going for Xavier in a situation where they can keep their hands clean of all the dirty work. At the arena, even though they see a puzzle, and that is Xavier's forte, supposedly, Alyssa and Kylan go for it and throw in Shannon Xavier to face off with Justine and David. They are playing smash in and puzzle out, where you smash through panes of glass to crawl through a tunnel, get puzzle pieces, then put that puzzle together. Wrong partner smashes a pane of glass, though. You get a five-second penalty. First done with the puzzle wins. Immediately, Xavier breaks all the glass himself, being totally fine with the penalty time that will come with it. This gets he and Shanna slight lead coming out of the tunnel, but 50 seconds of penalty leads to David and Justine starting their puzzle 26 seconds in advance of their opponents. Both teams struggle to first to figure out what the puzzle image is, but just when it looks like Shannon Xavier are there, they have to restart, and David and Justine seize the moment, lock it down, and get the win. Shannon Xavier are out of the game. Alyssa and Kylan have gotten their revenge, and we finally heard David speak more than once in an episode. Let us move into the storylines of the episode, and there's only one place to start, and that is this. There are some hard and fast truths in the challenge world, some things that never change, some rules to truly play by and live by in the world of the challenge. And in this brand new version of the show with brand new players who have only ever watched from home, played other games where other truths are held self-evident, they come into this world and we're, you know, we're left us challenge lovers out there who have loved this show on different networks and different versions of it for years and years wondering, will these players understand this game? Will they have done their homework? And in this episode, we find out that at least a few of them absolutely have because the challenge truth that came to be shown to us yet again this episode is that You've got to take your shot when you get the chance. You've got to take your shot. If you get a shot, take it. This this is just a classic, classic blunder that can be made in many challenges in the past and opportunity to be seized that has been happened many, many times in the past. The easiest recent example of this challenge truth of if you get a shot, take that shot is we look at CT. CT's game over the entirety of his career really has been this, but even more so in the last couple seasons of the flagship show where he's won. It's always, well, CT's going to win. But who's going to take him out? Who wants to throw him into elimination? I don't. Do you want to do it? You know, we remember back a couple the, in on the last season, Spies, Lies, and Allies. Devin and Josh sitting down over a game of chess, a hilarious picture to remember and talking about, hey, we can't beat CT, so we need to throw him into elimination. We need to do it over and over until he's out of here. And then did they do that? No. Did they have opportunities to do that? Yes, they did. They had a few, but they didn't take any of them. And guess what? happened. He ended up winning. You didn't take the shot. You didn't get the chance. You don't get another one. CT has made a living, has made a possible goat career out of everyone being scared of him. No one being willing to be the one to throw him into eliminations. Now, on the flip side of that, Many, many times in the past, people have been willing to say, I don't know when I'm going to get this shot. This person might win this anyways, but I've got to try now. I think back to the duel two, Landon. He's three for three champion at the time. He's been kicking ass all season long in the four guys that are left at the end. Landon leaves the room is fatal air, but I think it would have went against him anyways because the other three go in the room realize, hey, we're not beating that guy in the final. So 
I don't know if I'm going to be able to beat him in an elimination, but we got to throw him in there. They do so. Brad ends up in there. Brad beats him, and he beats him in the elimination, and that gives and opens the door for Evan to win the final, for Brad to barely lose the final by a couple seconds there, but it opens the door for someone else to win. They took a chance. It worked out. Even if it wouldn't have worked out, it was the right thing to do. If you don't take that first chance in the world of the challenge, you may not get another one, and the even more the reason you might say, yeah, but what if we take that chance? We throw in a big time player and they just win and they come back. And now the best player in the house is gunning for me. That's no good. Well, here's a couple things. One, if that person knows you even thought about it, that's just as bad as having taken it. And then, you know, they come back. They already know you're targeting them. So if they want to go after you, they're already given been given the ammunition to do so. And secondly, if you're looking at someone as that person's definitely going to beat me, there's a good chance they're looking at it the reverse way. I'm definitely going to beat that person. So even if they get mad at you for throwing you in, there's a chance that they're not going to necessarily, if they're a smart player at least, hold that as some big vendetta, some big grudge. They still might want to keep you around if they think the reverse of what you do that you are going to beat them so this brings me to this actual episode of the challenge usa that we just watched and two people who understood this challenge truth and who acted on it that was Alyssa and kylan they take their shot they get the power winning the daily challenge we'll talk of course about the trivia day here momentarily They feel out immediately afterwards. They go in and they look around the house and they say, you know, we've got these alliances going. We're all kind of doing the show thing, but we've still got some bad blood with Xavier from our previous season. We feel like that might lead to him, you know, looking at the rest of us from Big Brother 23 and thinking, you know, they're all going to not like me, so I got to go for them. They know that riff's coming. Who's going to be the one to take the shot first? They feel him out. It's icy. It's not good. The conversation they have while great television is clearly, you know, he he doesn't do himself any favors in saying, you know, you can throw me in if you want. I'm just going to win and then I'm going to team up with Survivor and I'm going to come for every one of you. That's putting your cards a little too much on the table, my guy. So they feel him out. They realize it's icy. They call in Tyson and Angela, which sidebar fascinating look to see you know Tyson Angela Tyson wins the first two dailies of the season Kylan's now won the next two so he that those two are both with Angela who won the first and the third and suddenly you know we're we're thinking I'm thinking at home you know I've had Angela and Tyson at the top of my power rankings but realizing that even within the house some of the other strong players like a Kylan who's just won his second straight are immediately like, yeah, we need to get Tyson and Angela's opinion on this because they're, you know, they're the top dogs in the house. That was interesting to see how much power those two do hold at this time, and you know whether everyone feels the way that Alyssa and Kylan did in wanting to bring them in, wanting to work with them, or or as we saw maybe on the next week on, are there going to be others that realize they have way too much power? They are the top dogs, and we've got to take our shot at them. That's for another day. But they call them in, they ask them. Those two, of course, are like, yeah, Xavier and Shan, good team. If we can get them out with us not having any blood on our hands, of course, go for that. Blow up Big Brother. Great. Do it. Alyssa and Kylan think it over. They get to the daily, to the, excuse me, to the elimination. They see a puzzle. Derek says, don't do it. He lets all of us viewers at home that maybe didn't watch Big Brother 23 says, hey, Xavier's good at puzzles. I'm signaling to Alyssa, don't do it. He's just going to win and come back. Let's keep it civil for now. But they don't. They don't back out. 
And this is just perfect dichotomy. We see Derek on the one side say, no, 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 don't take the shot. Don't take the shot. It's not the right time. This is the wrong one. He's going to win. But you don't know what's going to happen in elimination. That's the whole reason you got to take the shot. Anyone can lose any elimination at any given time, almost without a doubt. The only single times you ever can be fully, fully, fully confident, even then it's not 100%, but maybe if it's a pole wrestle or maybe if it's a hall brawl and you know it's truly just a dramatic physical difference in the people that you're about to put up against each other, maybe you could feel pretty safe. But anytime there's, you know, there's a puzzle involved, who knows? Even if someone's supposed to be good, someone's supposed to be bad, doesn't mean that's how it's going to work out. There's some other big contraption involved. You don't know how it's all going to work. You've got to go for it. They go for it. They throw him in there. They stick to their guns, and they their their shot lands. They hit it, and it feels like feels like the Big Brother folks maybe you know are going to be willing to take the shots. Um, they maybe aren't used to the idea of if they take a shot and vote someone that that person can then still win and come back. So maybe they're a little more loose with it of willing to say like, oh no, you know, my game, like we backstab someone and they're out of here. You know, same probably ultimately for the survivor folks. If, you know, are they really thinking through the fact that they do then have to lose the elimination, but they seem like, you know, the big brother folks for sure come in with this pedigree of our game is pure like strategy and manipulation behind the scenes and is kind of that half of the challenge just without the crazy, you know, physical stuff on top of it. And they definitely live up to that this time. And Alyssa and Kylan, all the props to them living up to that challenge truth. They get their shot. They take it. It hits, they knock a good player, a player who likely at some point down the line, it was gonna happen. They're the ones that get the power first, the opportunity first. They seize that opportunity and it works out for them. Even if it wouldn't have worked out, it was the right thing to do and I applaud it. Moving on then, next big story of the episode was, was of course the only story of the episode that really truly matters and that is that it was trivia, the best daily challenge of every season, almost without a doubt. And this one, no doubt is going to be definitely at least nominated at the end of this season when we do full seasons award. There's no way this is, you know, this is the best daily challenge we've had in four. Not that any of the others have been, you know, not that bad or anything. Some of them have been really good. I've liked almost, I think all of them, if I can remember all of them off the top of my head. But this one, of course, it's trivia. It's great. It's wonderful. TJ can't help himself when they arrive. He's already laughing. He's signaling what it's going to be. It's just so much fun every time this happens. <laughs> what does he look like that? What is he about to <laughs> That look on his face is terrifying. Diabolical. <laughs> All right, everyone. We're playing one of my favorite games, trivia. No, this was you know an immediate callback to only you know, a few weeks ago at this point, six, seven weeks ago at this point when Trivion All-Stars 3, when he does the same thing, he starts laughing beforehand. And in that instance, all of the players immediately know it's trivia. We've done this before. We know why he's giddy about this. These players pick up on something being a little different until he then has to, of course, say it. But they play trivia, and thankfully, they play the best version of trivia. This is the best possible version of the game. I love everything about this version of the game. 
the biggest reason why. The question with a bunch of answers. That is the best possible version of the trivia game because it takes a little bit of the randomness out of it. If you get one single question that you know you just don't know or no one up there is going to know, then it's not just you that maybe has to answer that. I like the ability to, you know, be like, here's, you know, there's 10 answers. Can you give me one of them? And it gets increasingly harder. You know, a lot of these questions we had asked, there was some obvious easy answers, you know, do you know, can you name one of the first 10 presidents? Yeah, George Washington, real easy. Everyone's got that one. Beyond that, how many does everyone have? Do you have a second? Do you have a third? Do you have a fourth? Do you have a fifth? Top currencies in the world that are traded or whatever the hell they said. Obviously, the US dollar, you're like, all right, I got one. I'm pretty sure that we're, you know, we at least matter that much economically. And then do you have a second? Do you have a third? Do you know anything about finance? I just like the way all these questions work. I've liked all the versions when they've done this in the past and it worked so well here and then double that up with the different rounds. Very much appreciated that as well. So it was not the, the tricky thing with with trivia every time is, are we going to do a strike system and everyone's going at once? Are we going to do rounds? How are we going to do it? But anytime it's ever the first person, you get one question wrong, your whole thing's over. And if you're the first one to get the one wrong, you're in elimination. That doesn't feel like enough of a test of the people, enough of an opportunity to actually play the game. So I like the rounds here where they get two chances. If they are the first one out in the first round, they get to go to the loser's bracket. They get one more shot to save themselves from elimination. And if you win a round, you got to go face the other winners. You can't just get lucky with, oh, I got matched up with some dum-dums or, you know, I got matched up and they just immediately got the first question wrong and they got the second question wrong and I only had to say George Washington and I got to the next round. You, st- you have to prove yourself both good and bad. So this is the best version of the game. I love everything about it. So many fantastic moments to talk about within this trivia day. We will cover uh, a handful of them when we get to the best moment awards. So we're going to just put that to the side for the moment and break those down when we get to that award. But the only other thing to say, the one moment to discuss is the one highest impact moment, and that is Danny guessing the Penguins. What you know, That answer was so, so pivotal. He clearly had no idea. It was hilarious being, you know, pro football player. It's a different sport, but still the professional athlete, as TJ says, the whole thing was just absolute gold. Danny, Kira, let's go. I don't know. You're a pro athlete. On I don't your know t- about hockey. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, what's the Pittsburgh team? Pittsburgh. What team is in Pittsburgh? A hockey team. What are they called? The Pittsburgh? The Pirates of baseball. <laughs> I don't know anything about sports, so I'm literally like, okay, we're going in. Penguins. You say penguins? <laughs> I don't know. That's correct. <laughs> Pittsburgh, they usually win a lot. The penguins are an uh, icy animal, so to put those two together, you got the Pittsburgh penguins. All right. And that question came in the loser's bracket. If they don't get that pure guess right, they're going into elimination. That changes the entire episode. It possibly changes whether, maybe does, maybe doesn't. Maybe they look, you know, at Danny and Kira as an even stronger team. Maybe they throw the same thing out to them. Xavier is in there anyways. But do they beat Xavier and Shan? 
I don't know. Uh, I would I would think so, but that's just purely because of my bias for loving, loving, loving Danny showing through. But that was the most pivotal moment of the game. Uh, also, 250 feet up, dropping them. What seemed to be very fast was, along with you know the best version of the questions, also the best version of the drop. Trivia without a massive drop at this point is, you know, they're never going to do it because they can't ever do it because they shouldn't ever do it. This was a great, great version of that massive drop. Then the only final thing, since we met, just mentioned Danny, let's mention him again. A couple quick updates. Uh, there was no other massive storylines in the episode. It really was all about this Big Brother 23 falling apart, taking that shot, getting Xavier out of there, and the Daily Challenge trivia taking up a bulk of the episode. But a few other quick updates. One, speaking of Danny, he drops Kiki again, first confessional of the episode. It has become a full-blown thing on Twitter the last couple weeks. Everyone, I'm not the only one realizing it. You at home are not the only one realizing it. Everyone has been paying attention. Kiki and Danny have both been having a great time with it on Twitter. And it's starting to feel like he went into this season maybe thinking to do this on purpose. Um, just the amount is out of control. And, I, and you know, I get he, he loves his wife. He likes talking about his wife. I think it's adorable. But it does seem maybe a little uh, contrived in advance. But even if that's the case, I don't care. I love it. It's amazing. And it's funny every single time. And he went one for two this week just to keep the official counts going. One for two. Two confessionals for Danny this week. One of them mentioned Kiki. Then we got Leo, the cat thing is getting pretty out of control. And I say that as a fellow cat guy. I've said every week I like Leo almost exclusively because of this whole he loves cats so much. I love cats. That's fantastic. It's getting a little much even for me. Uh, And it's got to be the fact that they've mentioned it every single episode and that this episode they get two different examples of it and mentions of it, both Desi at the very beginning mentioning you know, that she gets partnered with the cat guy and then him going crazy over the cat woman question. Uh... It must be so out of control. Like if they're making it this big of a deal, um, then that means that in actuality, in the day-to-day, all the filming, they're seeing four, five, six examples of this every day, every rotation through a daily and elimination, everything. If they're showing us this much, it's happening even more. So uh, I can't imagine what uh, what's really going on behind the scenes, how much this guy truly does talk about cats. I respect it, but even as a fellow cat guy, I'm getting a little concerned at how it's affecting Leo's game and his social standing within the house. Final little quick update then. The randomness of this perfect, TJ now officially just calling it perfect on multiple occasions, the perfect algorithm that it is. The randomness matters, and this is the first episode where we really start to see it matter. I mean, I guess it's mattered every single time. Uh, as you know, certain individuals have really performed the best and kind of led their team in eliminations or in daily challenges. A lot of them have been really good, solid teamwork winning those, though. But we get the comment from Shannon in this one that she feels like she gets the short end of the straw here because she finds she gets matched up with Cinco, and at first, you know, she's like, "Hell yeah, I got like this big, strong, one of the biggest, strongest dudes in the house. Give me something physical," and then boom, nope, you get trivia. And that's what it is. And, you know, she comments, I get Cinco for trivia instead of like a physical one. What the hell? That's a bummer. That's a big missed opportunity for me. And that's how this is going to go every single week with this thing. As we discussed in the preseason, as we've really thought through the every episode so far, this time it came even more into focus with that commentary from Shannon that 
these teams and when you get matched up with who for each specific daily challenge and possibly then elimination matters so, so, so much. And uh, with some clear, you know, the clear like Tyson is obviously can swimmer extraordinaire. He's going to dominate everyone in the water. Cinco, obviously huge muscular dude. If they ever have anything strength-based, you'll want him on your team. Same thing, you know, Sarah seems to be the dominant strength-wise female. You want her on your team if you have to carry a bunch of stuff all around or move some boulders or something crazy. Everyone's got their strengths. You want to be matched up with the people when their strengths are called. And who gets those, who gets the luck of the algorithm, if you will, has a big significant advantage in getting far and possibly making it all the way to TJ's final. Let's hand out some hardware now. As always, best quote, best moment, episode MVP. We start with the best quote, and I've got to say, definitely the most quote-heavy episode of the four thus far. We got a bunch, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven nominees to run through here. I may have been a little easy on getting yourself a nominee here, but I really liked a lot that was going on for a bunch of different reasons, which always makes the quotes and the confessionals of every episode even better when, you know, it's not just like hard-hitting one-liner jokes. There's some that are witty, some that are fun, some that are puns, some that are shit-talking, some that are petty, just a whole bunch, a whole mixed bag, and we've got that here. So let's run through them quickly in chronological order when they happen in the episode. We already referenced this one earlier, but Desi starts us off with nominee number one, discussing her new partner, Leo, and his love for cats. As someone who played Amazing Race three times, you think that Leo is just good at everything, but we haven't seen Leo excel anywhere, and he just can't help but compare himself to a cat in almost every conversation you have with him. So we'll see if he lands on his feet. And if you didn't quite catch it, that's a cat pun. That's an amazing cat pun to land on your feet. Man, I'm just, I love Desi. She's will be coming up on the personal power rankings yet again this week. Nominee number two, Enzo. When they get up and they find out they're going to be standing 250 feet in the air and about to fall 250 feet, he lets it be known what is going to be showing up that day. There's going to be some doo-doo pies getting dropped. We're going to be up 150 feet. There's definitely going to be some doo-doo pies ready. I'll tell you that. Correction for him, though. He says doo-doo pies because of 150 feet. I wonder what comes out when he realizes that he is wrong. TJ said 250 feet. Speaking of TJ, he's nominee number three after dropping the second team of the day. He's just laughing and laughing, and everyone's getting used to how much TJ has fun with dropping people from very high places. Cinco makes a comment. TJ responds with an absolute gem. Speaking of TJ dropping people, Shannon gets dropped and leads to the fourth nominee for the quote of the week when she had guessed her and her partner Cinco guessed great white sharks as a top 10 heavy animal and it was incorrect, and she can't understand how it's possible that a great white shark, as heavy as they are, was not one of the top 10 heaviest animals in the world. I just don't understand. Great white sharks are so heavy, though. Can you pick one up? I regret to inform you, Shannon, but no. 
I cannot pick up a great white shark. I can also not pick up a lot of animals, like a lot more animals than 10 that out there that weigh much more than what I and most people can pick up. Moving on then to Cache, who really shines this episode. There's a couple different moments we could have thrown her in. Best quote, best moment. We do give her this one, though, on the verge of knowing, on the verge of falling, knowing they're about to fall, knowing TJ's about to push that button. Cache is just what a professional knows as scared as she is in the moment. She's got to make it entertaining. And she does. If you're going to shit your pants on live television, which just to be clear, she doesn't end up doing that. But if you're even going to say that it's a possibility do so in an entertaining and funny way, and then if it actually happens, no one will uh, no one will give you any shit for it. Then we got Alyssa and Xavier, the last two nominees for this award, both coming at the very end. Once Xavier has been eliminated along with Shan, Alyssa's feeling good about it and has this to say. Xavier, the, the winner of Big Brother 23, just was sent home by Alyssa. I hope everyone had fun watching my... I will be waking up with about five pimples tomorrow. Um, Stay tuned because let's have some more fun. And on the flip side, while Xavier is going home, he wants everyone up there who had a part in sending him home, mostly Kylan and Alyssa, that he's still got one thing that at this time they do not. I played Big Brother season 23 and I backstabbed everyone and they're all petty little bitches about it. That's why Tyson and the rest of his survivor juggernauts are going to take y'all out because y'all don't have any backup now. I'm still rich, y'all broke, and y'all are stupid. Look, I like pettiness in the world of the challenge. You go out, you might be going out, but is is you know is kind of regular shit talking as it is to just say, I'm still rich and y'all still broke. I still love it. It's petty. It's great. And, uh, you know, congrats on winning Big Brother 23. He's correct. He does still have a bunch of money from that. So it's all good. But of these seven nominees, as much as the cast started to crush it in the quote department this week, I'm giving it to TJ. I just loved, I just pushed the button and boom, see you later, alligator. I just think that's the best thing ever. TJ always in his element on Trivia Day. Speaking of, let's head to Best Moment, and this is, of course, dominated by all the different great moments from Trivia. Let's run through the four best of them, not counting a few of the quotes we just said. We are going to actually count one of them, the winner, so we'll knock that out right away. TJ's hitting the button and boom quote. Obviously, that was a fantastic moment, as well as a quote. That is a part of the Trivia Moments nominee group nominee here. Leo's freak out over a Catwoman question. Uh, again, the cat thing getting a little much with him, especially this one, Catwoman. They're asking you to name actresses, man. They're not actually talking about cats here, but you know, I guess he loves Catwoman as a, as a comic book character because, again, the cat thing. So I get it. It's funny. It's a wonderful moment. Then we've got Danny guessing the Penguins. We already played that for you. We won't again, but the pivotal, pivotal answer and how fantastic that was. And then the fourth big moment of the trivia day, Dominic being certain that a shark is not an animal. Hippopotamus. Correct. Rhinoceros. That is correct. Great white. We'll say a great white shark. That's not an animal. They're gone. It's an animal. Great white shark is a, not an animal. Yes, it is. No, it's a fish. 
It's a fish. It's an animal. Whatever it is, I have bigger fish to fry. I don't care. Whatever. That is incorrect. It's truly, uh, I mean, it's it's a borderline legendary moment for Dominic to have one of you know. If there were, if you were gonna say of this trivia, you know, anytime there's a trivia, there's always someone who comes out as like, who's the biggest loser? Like the one that looked the dumbest. Everyone eventually looks dumb doing this. Who looked the dumbest? Uh, you know, Dominic's certainty that a shark not being an animal, you might say, is the the would get the award here for the dumbest moment of trivia. Yet it doesn't cost him at all. It's not actually his question. It's just his reaction to a question, and that question was gotten wrong by the other person, which benefited Dominic. So. All in all, uh, just so much going on in that little moment. So much greatness happening. Those are the four trivia moments that really deserve to be mentioned and kind of as a group uh, are nominated for the best moment of the episode. The other two, we got a shout out. We referenced earlier, Kyle and Alyssa Xavier's meeting. Just good, wholesome, icy pettiness. Lots of just unbelievable energy bouncing around that room. Loved that conversation. Loved the back and forth they had. And then the third uh, nominee is got to shout out David. Uh, David, who I thought after the first episode had been canceled or something and was, you know, getting was getting edited out. Uh, still thought maybe that was the case after the last week, after three episodes in one confessional, almost zero screen time. But he gets a bunch of confessionals. He gets a great moment. He gets the win in the elimination. And afterwards, he does a fantastic job pumping up his partner, Justine which I love seeing. It was a killer moment and, you know, love seeing him pump up his partner like that and give, you know, as much credit there immediately. Like, Hey, let me, we're both shining right now. Let me make sure the shine is as bright as possible on my teammate, not being selfish about it. That's fantastic. Dropping the, she's got one daily and one elimination win. She has a better resume than most of the people who've played the MTV version for 20 years. That's a little stretch. Yes, it's a it tactically is a better resume than plenty of people who have played the MTV version. There's plenty of people of the hundreds and hundreds of people who have played the MTV version so far in you know their 37 season history who have not won a daily and an elimination. But uh, that's just because a lot of people have done it. My guy, like it's you know we ain't putting her resume four episodes in up against you know. Any anyone super impressive, not to say it's not going to get there. It's just four episodes. So a little ahead of himself, but I love the energy. I love pumping up your partner. Love that whole moment. But of course, who gets the best moment of the week? It's got to be trivia overall. If I had to pick one specific one within it, I've got to give it to Danny guessing the Penguins, both because it's just as fun and funny as the rest of them, and it's the most pivotal one. So Danny guessing that answer is the moment of the episode. Then we come to our third and final award. That is the episode MVP top five here. Tumming in fifth place, David and Justine tied group vote, winning that elimination, proving themselves. Justine quietly rising up the financial rankings of the season and really proving a lot off of those two wins that she does now have and proving herself adept politically and socially to maneuver here and there when needed. They had a good episode. They got to at least be mentioned on the episode MVP. Coming in fourth, Xavier. I know he ends up going home, but he has a big impact this episode. He says some wonderful things. He has, you know, he's a part of one of the best moments of the episode, the whole thing. So he gets nominated. Third, then, is TJ. Of course, TJ Lavin, the host with the most. Anytime it's trivia day and he's having this much fun saying this 
this much fun things, being this witty, being this funny, laughing his ass off at everyone. He's He makes a huge impact this episode. He gets nominated for MVP. Second place then, I mentioned her once before. I got to mention again, Cache. Um, between the quote we had and the quote of the week, the moment during trivia where she just says, geez, I mean, other people are at brunch right now. You know that, right? Like loved that, loved her and Shan scheming, loved hearing that cachet's just like, hey, obviously Love Island clearly isn't building some big alliance over here. We're with Survivor. We're attaching ourselves to the one. If this is Survivor versus Big Brother, I want to be on Team Survivor. I think that is the smart pick by her and just she's just such a professional entertainer she's so good every time she's on the screen it's value add and she crushes it this episode in the background of most of the storyline still has a huge huge presence she comes in second first place though got to give it to Alyssa you could throw Alyssa and Kyland as a joint MVP but I'm giving it just to Alyssa I feel like she was the driving force behind really pulling the trigger on that decision we got a lot more confessional wise out of her of the thought process with this the backstory with this everything about it so she pulls the big move uh, so she wins the episode MVP. You know, she'll, she can share the award with Kylan if she wants. That's her choice. We're giving it to her and her alone. Let's wrap up here with an update to our power rankings. First and foremost, the personal power rankings. We lost the first member of the seven that had risen to the top of who we were falling for the most this season of brand new people to us in this world. We're going to condense this list down to just the top three uh, because a lot of people would be shuffling in and out. Otherwise, I'm pretty much liking almost everyone. There's really no one, even the ones that were after episode one, I was saying, or were kind of on my didn't get a lot from them, not really feeling them so far list. They've all pretty much rebounded or been sent home, one of the two. Personal power rankings, though, Angela, Desi, Danny, those are the three I'm riding for. I've loved everything from Angela and Desi, and Danny loved coming in, love even more everything I'm seeing from him. Personal power rankings, that is where my heart now lies. That is where my rooting interest now lies is with the three of them. As for the actual power rankings of who is going to win this show, on the female side, I'm not changing it at all. Same top three as last week. Angela, Sarah, Desi. I see no reason to change this. Clearly, Angela solidified that she is the top female in the house in everyone else's eyes by the way she was brought in to the debates and the deliberations this week. Sarah and Desi both getting good, solid screen time, even in the background of storylines this week. So that from an editing standpoint tells me I can feel pretty solid that they are going to maybe have a nice run here and they just feel like threats politically, socially, physically in the game, every aspect. Those top three stay the same, as does the male power ranking side, actually a slight switch up, same top three, slightly different order. We're going Tyson, Kylan, Danny. We think, you know, Kylan, two day of the challenge wins in a row. Last week, it got him into third place. This week, we're going to bump him up to second, bump Danny down to third. But I still like Tyson, Kylan, Danny as the top three on the men's side. And clearly, same as we said for Angela, Tyson this week is confirmed even within the house, even to someone like Kylan, who is now showing himself to be one of the top dogs as well. He is looking to Tyson to run every move by. That solidifies his place in the house. And then we get out of here on this. Predictions, we're starting to not do so well on the predictions. We started so hot. We said Big Brother first show to turn on each other. We got that right. Tyson becomes the front runner. We got that right. But this week, the first time 
Of the 10 people that we said would make the finals, we lose two. Both Xavier and Shan were on our list. So two wrong, eight possible left. Tyson, Danny, Kylan, Derek, Desi, Angela, Sarah, and Cache. We're pulling for you. I want to I want to get as many of these right as I can. So we're 0 for 2 on the two that we know so far. I also said a survivor player would be on the winning daily team every single time as of two episodes ago. And now two episodes into that prediction, we are 0 for 2. I did, however, last week say Kylan would win a total of three daily challenges or more. He gets his second one, so that one is off to a good start. If we've got to add a new one this week, I had a tough time coming up with a strong new one. So instead, I'm going to go, not instead, I came up with a strong new one. I went with the strongest I could possibly do. I decided since I had officially gotten two people, a male and a female, wrong on my finalist pick, I was going to swap new folks in there. And in the place of Xavier and Shan, I am going to go ahead and say that on the male side, I think Ben is going to is going to sneak his way in there. I don't really have a lot to go off of or a lot of reason for that. It just feels like it's going to happen. And then on the female side, I feel really strong about the Desi, Angela, Sarah and Cache. If if I got to fill that fifth and final spot, I'm going to go ahead and say that Justine is going to continue this run and fill out that resume even more and deserve all that hype that David just got her. So we'll add Ben and Justine to make the final as our newest prediction to fill in the spots that we have now gotten wrong. And with that, we'll see if, if you know, there's a good, I bet those two end up going home next week. That's the way some of these predictions have been going for me on this season of Challenge USA. But that with that, we've predicted, we've power ranked, we've awarded, we've story told, We've recapped Cliff Notes style. We've done it all. Episode four, Challenge USA in the books. Thank you so much for being here and listening. As always, hit that follow subscribe button wherever you may be listening. Throw us a five-star rating if you don't mind. Those help a big, big help. And as we said at the top, coming next week, we will be continuing our coverage of Challenge USA as well as dropping the dual recap, full full season rewatch and recap. So, Fire up those Paramount Plus subscriptions and binge that unbelievably epic season of the challenge. Prepare yourself for that podcast recap. And then we got something special coming at you next Friday as well. So a lot coming down the pipeline next week. Until then, have a great weekend. Binge the challenge. I will talk to you soon. Peace.